From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. When you have an opportunity to watch an artist work, take advantage of it. If you're ever in a restaurant and you see that Pritzker orders creme brulee and a sundae, just sit back, watch him eat it. It's magnificent. Magnificent. If you were live around the Mozart era, to see him play one of his wonderful masterpieces, was something that people talked about for generations. To see Pippi Liestocking lie and divert attention away from a foreign policy that has never been in more turmoil, chaos, pick a direction, China, Iran, Russia, North Korea, pick, pick a direction. We don't talk about it. An economy that can only exist... If we allow this corrupt bastion of bastards to continue to bury our future in massive amounts of debt to tell you everything's okay and inflation is a sign of greed, ignore your lying eyes is the theme of the Biden administration from the fact that we have in place a man who's disappeared and we don't know why. Where is he today? Oh, he's in meetings with mayors. What mayors? Uh, The nameless mayors. Mayors of nowhere. Mayors of Munchkinville. To watch her spin spin and tell the people the american people who saw exactly what happened as a bunch of fat guys were meandering around the capitol looking for a corn dog the massive insurrection it's more turmoil than this country can ever take the insurrection not the fact that the corrupt oligarch we have in office right now is open and notoriously selling our country to foreign adversaries openly right now as we speak but Pisaki. She's on to something now. They have text messages between Mark Meadows and Sean Hannity and other Fox people, and there maybe Don Jr. Any, any response to the revelations that uh, that GOP lawmakers uh, were texting uh, Chief of Staff Meadows along with prominent uh, Fox News hosts ahead of the uh, during the January 6th riots? Well, it's disappointing and unfortunately not surprising that some of the very same individuals who are willing to warn, condemn, and express horror over what happened on January 6th in private were totally uh, in private were totally silent in public. Now, here's in that little word salad of distraction. Here's where Jen Psaki is on to something. I think most of us have been very consistent since Little Christmas, also known as January 6th, my mother's birthday. We saw exactly what happened, and we knew that the 34,000 people who had their Twitter accounts seized before the staged insurrection, we knew it was a plan. Yet, thank God, there was enough video. See a bunch of fat guys meandering around. What was the destruction? Furniture? The only person killed was Ashley Babbitt. Veteran, 108-pound actual woman, not one of those trans testicles, real woman, going through a little tiny window. Bunch of armed policemen. Did anybody grab her by the hair and throw her on the ground? 
Now let's shoot her in the neck. It's the only murder. They said that somebody was beat with a fire hydrant or a fire extinguisher. Was he? Now he had a stroke. Just like that. Same thing. Only God did it. Not Trump supporters. New York Post says five people died. Who are they? We don't know. Somebody uh, was hit by a Pepsi truck three miles away. They're on the roster. But here she is. In the, in the calamity of a failed presidency, only one year into it, that you almost can't fathom the kind of failure we're experiencing and the trajectory we will continue to experience under the tutelage of the dementia-ridden dimwit in diapers. Uh, or even worse, uh, we're spreading lies and conspiracy theories and continue to since that time. So- See, I've got the conspiracy theory. I figured it out. The real conspiracy, conspiracy theory is being spread by butter-handed, lemon-faced, I guess, congressmen, and the reason most of us were afraid that we would have a male child that turned out just like Congressman Raskin. Yields back. The gentleman from Maryland is recognized. Mr. Speaker, hundreds of people have come forward to testify about the violent and dangerous events of January the 6th. It's just a handful of people like Mr. Bannon, like Mr. Meadows, who somehow think that they're above the law. We are not a banana republic because we hold everybody to equality under the law. And we are- No, Raskin, even though you're a law professor, you are the definition of a banana republic. Between the kabuki theater of your Congress and your parliamentary BS and your clear and present staging of a so-called insurrection with no weapons, you moron. In fact, this protest where they so-called storm the Capitol, is nothing in comparison to one that happened six months later by eco-Nazis that did real damage, where you actually arrested three times the amount of people. Oh, you just let them go because they're on your team, you Marxist mafia dimwit with your butter hands. And by the way, stay away from Mears. What an ugly son of a dog this guy is. They're not communists, as the gentlelady from Georgia suggested. That's just the friends of the former president who you lionize, like the dictator of North Korea, who he loves, and Vladimir Putin, who said that the greatest tragedy of the 20th century was the collapse of the Soviet Union. So those are your... Why aren't you mad that an adversary for Vladimir Putin bribed the crackhead son of the... Now I guess I call him usurper. You call him president. Why are you not worried, butter-handed ferret face? Why? Because this is clearly the direction you're going in. To make people think that this was something horrific. Friends, don't put them on our side. They're saying that the January 6th committee is out to persecute and bankrupt their opponents. On the contrary, we're out to write a report under House Resolution 503 to the American people about... No, your kabuki theater is littered with people like you. Like little crying girls on the night of the election of 2016 who were hysterical and from hour one were working to impeach for no reason, no valid reason. But what you did was wonderful as far as I'm concerned because you proved yourself to be the joke that you look like. Yes, you did, you walking punchline. Congress is a joke. Your committees are a joke. This is an inside-rigged mafia that has corrupted the people who are supposed to have so-called oversight as it's really you giving oversight to your own corruption, Raskin. The most violent and sweeping, dangerous attack on the republic since the Civil War. 
Did you hear that? The most violent and sweeping attack on the republic since the Civil War was the damage, and even though you cook the numbers, right, of Nancy Pelosi's furniture and heirlooms, as we watched a bunch of fat guys use her stapler as toilet paper, which was really so dangerous, was it one-tenth of Antifa and BLM protest anywhere? Pick a city. Pick a Democrat city. Pick a town. Which did more damage, Raskin? The War of 1812. The War of 1812. Mr. Bannon's raising money on it. Far from bankrupting Mr. Bannon, he's trying to get rich on it. And Mark Meadows has written a book where he tells all of the stories he wants about January the 6th. It's just he doesn't want to face the rule of law and the questions of this bipartisan committee, which is making tremendous progress in terms of... And that's why they're going after Mark Meadows. He wrote a book. He wrote a, his perspective of how benign January 6th was. He also told what he thought was the perspective on President Trump. And that is why this kabuki court is going after him of the so-called bipartisan scum that from the day Trump was elected were as upset as a transgendering barista in San Francisco. We call him Adam Kinzinger, the prime example of an Illinois Republican, and we call her, her, Liz, the Viagra Slayer Cheney. In terms of getting the truth of what happened on that day, I recommend to all of my colleagues who invoke the rule of law today that they read the D.C. Circuit Court of Opinion, which obliterates every single argument. That the D.C. Circuit Court is a political whore judiciary put there by Barack Obama, the original Saul Alinsky's star pupil, put there by, leave that intern alone, Bill, but everybody understands why you didn't, Clinton. Put there by every Democrat apparatchik and pay-to-play scam artist that backed your campaign. Raskin? Raskin? Whatever. That they've made about executive privilege. It's basically gone now because the way the law works is the people have a right to get the information we want unless there's a compelling interest on the other side. They haven't even pretended to, have, to invoke a compelling interest. What's the compelling Here's what the people want to get. Just uh, on behalf of the people that have an IQ over 60, that don't buy your Marxist propaganda, that look at you with shame for all males that even resemble you. I want to know what campaign contributors you have in conjunction with everyone else on the committee. I want to know which pimp you are a political whore for, because something tells me there's a common denominator. Something tells me there's the same kind of institutions, corrupt oligarch institutions that bribe you, and also bribe Adam Kinzinger, or is it contribute? And let's not forget the very lovely Liz. Something tells me there's a connection. Interest in being able to prepare an insurrection, a insurrection. coup against the government? A coup? Is that what we want to establish a precedent for? That outgoing presidents can try to organize an insurrection against the vice president and encourage people who go out and stage a riot against the vice president of the United States and the Congress? Now you know why. They're, it's so easy for them to lie because it's all they do. When they dream, they dream of a lie. When they open their mouth, it's a lie. It's all they know how to do. It's it. 
disappointing, not surprising. Unfortunately, we've seen a trend from some of the same individuals. Go ahead. Um, it's been one week since the president had his virtual conversation with President Putin. Have you seen anything that leads you to believe there has been a de-escalation? And also, I know both presidents have tasked their teams to continue conversations. Can you outline any of those conversations? Sure. What they entail? Let me let me give you an update on that, uh, Phil, in terms of the ongoing conversations. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, as I noted yesterday, but let me give you an update on what's happening today, we are continuing to consult closely with our European allies and partners to determine the best format for the security talks that President Biden and President Putin... Liar. You can do nothing but lose and lie, because that's what you are. Failures and liars. 312-642-5600. The good news and the reason you're hearing this over and over and the reason when you log on to the Drudge Report, why this is on, is because the Biden administration does not want you to see the failures in total of every Democrat area in every aspect. Did you know that Illinois right now is experiencing a 40% spike in all the Omicron COVID cases? But why? That's where the strength of the government has been used the heaviest, right? Most restrictions. Don't forget your masks. Don't forget uh, Pritzker's heavy hand in virtually everything. Lori Lightfoot, she's been on top of it all. Not to mention the grouper, Dr. Ewardi. They've all been on it. I don't understand. But I do remember January 6th, and I remember watching it. Oh, I watched it myself. And then the video came out. They didn't want you to see. They had to release that. And that made it look even more benign. Looked like a Social Security office. Bunch of old people confused about where to get a check. That's how it looked to me. Insurrection. I've been at parties that were rougher than that. Tom, Blue Island. Sean, how you doing, brother? Good. Nothing is uh, more important to me this political season than the political prisoners of January 6th. I've followed it all year. So, no, this is the worst uh, worst thing that this country's dealt with since the Civil War, huh? Since the Civil War. <laughs> There's two, two, Repu- two Republicans on there, Kinzinger and Cheney, because McCarthy offered Jim Jordan... And two other guys, and Pelosi rejected them. And you know what, Sean? These Republicans say nothing. So we're supposed to be excited about the prospects of winning in 11 months. Oh, we're going to win the House. We're going to win the Senate. And as you would say, so what? These guys are pansies. They do nothing. It's the greatest political misdirection that this country's ever been through. It really, it truly is. I'm going to tell you how I know that this was always intended to be a misdirection. We now know that it was stoked by a Democrat liaison. We've got the video, we've got the evidence, but here's something that not a lot of people are talking about. In the, on the morning of January 6th, 34,000 people had their Twitter accounts seized. Those people were deemed by Twitter to have been right-wing, right-wing extremists. I know this because you're talking to one. The morning of January 6th, I was boarding a plane to Florida. I was catching a 7 a.m. flight. I had WGN News on. I was watching their uh, political commentator. You know the one. He looks like if uh, Boris Karloff and Bella Lugosi had an unholy forest preserve child. His name is Paul Lisnick. You know Paul Lisnick? He's nothing but a political hack. He does the actual political commentary with a chair in his private office that is from the Cook County Board, that, that big green leather chair. So he's just a political propagandist whore and excuse maker. So all I said was, boy, Boris Karloff, the son of Boris Karloff, Every time he opens his mouth, he spins a web of lies. And I got on the plane. By the time I arrived in Florida, my Twitter account was seized forever and a day gone. I said, boy, that's kind of weird. And then the events broke out. 
They knew exactly what was going to happen, exactly how they were going to spin it, and they're continuing to tell people, do not believe your lying eyes or the clear and present evidence of exactly what January 6th was. You've got to believe our spin that since the War of 1812 and the Civil War, this is the greatest insurrection. Was there a weapon? Not really. Was there any mayhem or murder or chaos? There was some broken furniture, and we broke some locks. We don't like that. What about the eco-Nazis where 600 people were arrested that day, hundreds of thousands of damage to the Capitol? That's okay. They were breaking things in the name of climate, climate change. So you see what I, why I have a hard time dealing with this? It's poppycock. Poppycock. Mike on the south side. Hey, Sean, I'm like a regular caller in now. Talking I like to it. You. I like it. I, I turned you into a regular caller. Yeah, so, uh, so anyway, I was there on January 6th. I'm mm. also a retired Army reservist. So I was there on January 6th. You know, I, I saw everything remotely. You know, I can kind of give you a timeline of everything, but I was up by the Washington Monument. By the time I got to the Capitol building, you know, there were already people, you know, coming out or whatever. And I was talking to people coming out. And the feel that I got from people coming out were sort of, it was sort of like uh, kids sneaking into high school during summer vacation. Yeah. You know, they, they were like, you know, we were in the, you know, it was like, I didn't run into anybody who was like violent and crazy. They were like, oh, we snuck into the Capitol building. I'm like, I don't want to go in there because I don't want to go in there with rats. You know, I don't want to go where the rats are. Exactly. And, That's how I felt about it. I wouldn't go to that sewer. I had the opportunity to take I, my flight got canceled once. They wanted me to do a layover in Dulles. I said, I don't want to even fly into that sewer. I'll pay triple. Just get me the hell out of that sewer. So, so I'm so I'm standing there at the at the Capitol building, you know, in the distance looking at it. I go, go to my buddy. I go, what is all this scaffolding up against the Capitol building? I go, are they working on it or something? And I started asking people and they said, oh, no, they, that uh, scaffolding's for uh, Biden's inauguration. And I'm like, well, I would call that prepping the objective. You got all the scaffolding up against the building. You have a million people on the scaffolding climbing into the building. I'm like, it would be like you don't want people to break into your house, but you have ladders up against every window. Look at the, to the, the torture they committed on those guys they arrested. That's torture. They broke the rule oh, of it? law in America, stuck them in a hole in solitary confinement, and wouldn't let anybody talk to them or get to them. They mentally broke those guys. They were locked up for months and months and months, couldn't talk to anybody, couldn't t talk to the lawyer, didn't have a bond hearing. For what? For what exactly? Because they used Nancy the Pelosi's stapler as Charmin? And, and what the military did after that, they did a three-month extremist stand-down. So we had to do, like, virtual battle assembly, you know, so, our, you know, our weekend a month or whatever. Yeah. And, and I'm, like, listening to this stuff. We had to listen to, like, TED Talks and just this, Silly indoctrination, and I was ah, oh, I I had, to, I had to hold my tongue. I, I didn't. No, say I that. hear you. I don't want you getting. In fact, Mike, I don't want you getting in trouble here because you know. Here's the other thing: what we're doing now by expressing our opinion and using free speech. This is now, this is dangerous in this country. It's like North Korea now. It's like the Soviet Union. If we're speaking against the government perspective, the government-approved opinion. Oh my God, you're an insurrectionist tell you what insurrectionist that's the most benign insurrection of any country anywhere in the history of man but look who's telling us about it raskin take a look at raskin you think he can i mean please all right thank you mike 312-642-5600 i'll be back see maybe it's that i knew enough card sharks want to be gangsters and liars all my life this is a trick that they do 
When you have a beef with them, they divert your attention. They continue to pull at a string where they think they have some sway, where you may be wrong. We are not wrong here. And the fact that they want you to adopt this opinion leads to the strategy in every instance. Hey, in your Democrat sewers is where the greatest spike of the Fauci flu is. Why? Because you're fracking wrong. Yeah, you are. You don't have a vaccine. You got a shot. You got an experiment. There's no booster, double booster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. You got nothing. That's why with the necklace Pritzker, he's worried because oh, he's on the, the obese chart for sure. But it's a 40% spike. New York, 32% spike. New Jersey, 28% spike. And so on. Where's the best? Where's the best state? Florida. What'd they do? Absolutely nothing. In fact, they spent their time fighting the federal government. You want to talk about 40% of the unemployment benefits since you seized the lives of Americans? 40% was scammed, you morons. Your PPPPP, you don't even know where the hell it is. You just need more and more and more. See, Congress, your job, hey, Congress, hey, morons, your job is oversight of the money, you idiots. So why don't this butter-handed raskin focus on what the hell's doing? Or is it that it's going exactly where it should? Right to his briber, campaign contributors, and all the rest of them. That's what I think it is. Ooh, am I a conspiracy nut? I'm not the one selling that January 6th nonsense. You're the conspiracy nut, you Marxist moron. All right, let's get to the lines. Mike and Plano. Hey, Sean, you know what? A couple things I always say to these January 6th fanatics is that uh, the first point is if you had a guy in a Viking costume overthrow your government, then you have a very weak government. No weapons. No weapons. They had no weapons. No weapons. Yeah, and the second thing I always say is, look, uh, I know it's annoying, but we should encourage these people to continue talking about January 6th. Or we should call what happened to Joe Perillo a Lamborghini insurrection, a Lamborghini overthrow. What happens in the sewer of Chicago to the mom in Bridgeport is 60 times more violent, 1,000 times more violent than January 6th. Where's our congressman? Where are they? You lying bastards. I tell Democrats all the time to talk about January 6th and QAnon and nothing else. You'll see Democrat supermajorities and Democrat presidents for the next 20 years. You want to see violence? Take a look at a ring doorbell in in Bridgeport. There you got some violence. It's called parallel parking. Ridiculous. Jim and Lyle. Hey, Sean. Do you realize how desperate the Marxists have to be to float our own? Pugsley in the New York Times today is a possible presidential replacement for Demetrius. Oh, I hope Joe. they run. See, I hope they run. I want him to please run that beanbag with a pumpkin. Let's see how that fat son of a gun sells to the general public. Because what the idiots in Chicago don't realize, you're all walking punchlines in the real country. Outside of that Marxist mafia hellhole that you've managed to bankrupt, destroy, and corrupt, you're a walking joke. Go ahead. Walk into it where, where real men are. Walk into a state. Walk into a tavern where real men are. And let's see what they think of that butter-handed trust fund baby. Let's see how he sells. Well, Please guess, run well, him. Well, guess what? He, he's got to win re-election first, and that ain't, I know this is Illinois, but um, that ain't a guarantee. Well, you know, here's, here's how you know. I'm going to tell you what I think they're doing, you know, because this is just me and you talking on the telephone here. They're funding what I, in my opinion, they're funding the stalking horse. 
the holier than thou kid, the kid that's going to be Mitt Romney without the being Jesus on another planet stuff. He's he's going to run and he's going to steal X amount, but not enough to win. You put up a stalking horse. It's an old trick in the neighborhood. You put up a stalking horse. Yeah, but horse I don't that, think I don't think Sullivan. I don't think Sullivan's going to do it. I don't think he's going to. No, get he's just going to shave. He's not supposed to do it. He's supposed to shave enough votes so a decent guy can't win. That's what he's supposed to do. That's how I see it. But you know, Jim, it's an opinion show, and that's my opinion. And I like speculating. I love you, Sean. Thank you, baby. All right. Because I'm a speculator. Craig in Mount Greenwood. What's up there, Jerky? Hey. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anyway. Man, Sean, you have no idea how this January 6th uh, b- big total lie. Worse than, worse than the Russia hoax and everything. And what they're doing to those poor people that they took and arrested them. I'll tell you what, our country's gut shot, man. It's gut shot because, they gotta, because the politicians got away with doing it. Why do you think? And I mean this. This is very serious. I'm dead serious. By 9.30 in the morning, Twitter sees 34,700 Twitter accounts by 9.30 a.m. Why? Who gave, what did they know? What did they know to do that? You see, think about it. Think about it from this standpoint. The social media industry had pumped in hundreds of millions, which means billions when you add it all up, into the Democrat mafia. You don't think they were working with their higher-ups the whole time? To, to squash the questioning of what was obviously a frauded outcome? Of course they were. Absolutely. They're still doing Absolutely. it. They're still doing it. All right. Craig. It's all lies. It is lies. That's all they got, lies. You think they here? You think she could tell the truth, Pippi Lystocking, the non-redhead redhead? Thank you, Jen. Why is it that there are still Americans stranded in Afghanistan? Well, I think... See, by the way, Raskin... This is more important than January 6th. Oh, but it is. In fact, you as a Congress-birthing, non-birthing person, whatever the hell you're calling yourself, although you could fool me, you put you next to Jan Schakowsky, I say, hi, mister, I ain't talking to you. This is where the people lost billions, hundreds of billions, not to mention lives. Oh, but we lost a lot, even if you don't add the ones with dual citizenship. Oh, yes, we did. And why aren't you having a committee on this? Huh? What's wrong? Is, is, is the chafing champion Liz Cheney busy getting bribed from Halliburton where daddy gets a little retirement kicker? You rats. Uh, let me just reiterate something that Tony Blinken said back in August, which is that if Americans who are in Afghanistan wanted to leave, whether it was three weeks from now, a month from now, two months from now, back in August, we would help them get out. And that is something that we've delivered on our word on. Yeah, except for the ones that are tortured and killed and missing. You said there was, what, less than 100? I think you were wrong. I think you were cooking the numbers. But that's what you do. Lie, cheat, steal. Thanks, Jen. Uh, Amtrak just now announced that they are suspending their vaccine mandate. They had said they're requiring workers to get vaccinated. They suggested there might even be service cuts. Now, Amtrak is a quasi-government company. Oh, it would not exist if it hadn't bribed the Biden family and put the crack-smoking dimwit on the board. You wouldn't even know what Amtrak was, and you shouldn't. It's not really a company. It's a it's a pay-to-play vestibule. Because they would not have enough staffing. Uh, they're now suggesting uh, that they would once again revert and allow testing to be uh, an acceptable alternative. Does the White House have a reaction to this? Well, I would say that a number of private sector companies, including our own recommendations, would ha- have vaccination or testing options. Uh, the last data I saw um, was that. Well, then why don't you feel that way about healthcare workers in New York? Why don't you feel that way then? 
See, because if I give you enough money, you'll eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad, wouldn't you, you political whore? 312-642-5600. I only hope that future Congress, when the aliens take over, save us with their alien money after these political whores and pimps destroy our dollar, I only hope that they really look into this, really look into the scandal and skullduggery, corruption and scam. That happened after the election, the faux election in November. I mean, it was just it's just chaos, it's just brilliant. And here we are, a year into this dimwit, as he's meandering around the White House, wondering why his socks are wet because Nancy didn't change him. Moron. And I'm assuming Nancy's the name of his nurse. I hope it's not the wife. She does. She looks too busy, too pristine to be changing his diaper. Guy, Glendale Heights. Hey, how you doing? Uh, just wanted to tell you a little story. Uh, right before the 6th, uh, I'm a big patriot from uh, Glendale Heights. I rally in Schaumburg every weekend on Sunday. Um, I was confronted on Facebook from Antifa asking me if I could get my patriots to join them to take over the Capitol. So all the bullshit, I'm sorry, oh, all the yeah. crap about about it not being planned. It was all planned by Antifa and BLM. Oh, I wish we I could verify. Do me a favor. Go back and take a picture of that. Send it in. I want to verify it before I, you know, I got I to gotta do that. Well, this is the big time, babe. Here, but go ahead and verify Because if you can thing. verify it, it wouldn't surprise me. Because how do you know they're Antifa? If I if I could play devil's advocate, how do you know they're Antifa? Oh, they yeah, Antifa? yeah. Oh, it was probably FBI doing that. But after that, <laughs> I was warning everybody, hey, Stay away from the Capitol. Don't go. Don't go. This was this was the fifth. I was warning everybody. I woke uh-huh. up on the sixth, and all of my social media was gone. Twitter, Facebook, everything just wiped off. I don't have it anymore. So uh-huh. that was their way of uh, silencing. Yeah. Me. Now don't get it back. Because, <laughs> well, hey, I, I I think there's a reason yeah. they did it. Thank you, guy. I appreciate the call, Mark in Plainfield. Uh, good evening, Sean. I refer to January sixth as fake news day. And- Hopefully uh, you have a big fake news day celebration on January 6th. The, the real conspiracy is how big of a bloodbath did Pelosi want on the 6th? I, Trump supporters, aren't we a, a bunch of NRA Second Amendment rights advocates? Did you have minimal I think they, security I, well, here, you, they were upset there wasn't more violence. I definitely do believe that perspective. They're absolutely, they wanted more mayhem and more violence and more destruction. Absolutely, and what they don't want the head of conservatives forever. They don't want people to look up. They don't want people to look up the eco terrorists, the real eco terrorists, the ones that burn forests in California to blame global warming, like the professor in California, and the ones who spike tree that now head up the BLM Bureau of Land Management. They don't. They what they don't want you to know is that six months after January sixth, the damage that those eco terrorists did to the Capitol was ten times. What happened during the, the, the January 6th so-called insurrection, which is nothing more than Little Christmas well, in my neighborhood. I think Romney could have paid for that damage with his walking around money. You know, Romney never made an honest dollar in, the, in his life. It wasn't for his daddy. Yeah, well, he'd be selling he insurance. He could have paid the $1,000 dollar in damages that they he'd be, did. He'd be selling insurance at Hertz if it wasn't for his daddy. Meet old man Romney, another, another political pimp who never made a dollar honestly if it wasn't for political corruption. That's my opinion. And that's why I'm here. I'll tell you another thing that's my opinion. It's people like us and businesses, like the business benefactors, that make a difference in the real world. See, the reason that these kids need your help is because political corruption. 
That's really it. I mean, I know they want to talk about natural disasters, which happen, because as you know, nature can sometimes bite you in the derriere. Just ask anybody that lives in Tornado Alley. So what we need is to help the kids who are not just devastated by nature, like the kids in Haiti, but they're devastated by political corruption, by dictatorships, by Marxism. So companies come together and they help. A.J. Sliders, American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, Arlington Heights Heating and Cooling, Dutch Farms, Freedom Boat Club of Michiana, Gatto Industrial Platers, Gaff Tree Services, Illinois Vein Specialists, MS Consulting Services. Uh, where else are we? Sparkle Glass Cleaner. See, I love these companies. I love it because this is a decision they made, not just because they want a tax write-off. They want to help the kids. And AM560 is going to give them 40 one-minute commercials. This is how you help each other. White Rose Productions, White Rabbit Home Improvement, Twin Supplies, the Wexler Group, Pride Store Convenience Stores, and so many more. This is what's important. We come together and we help these kids. And we show them, because when these kids, if we can show them that America helped them, American people helped them, they come here, they're going to be ten times better citizens than any Democrat mafia member that's been here for generations, like Raskin, and turns out to be a sympathizer with collectivism. This is going to be ten times more beneficial. One of these people, through this gift, coming to America to be a good American citizen, will be ten times more beneficial than 99% of all Democrat Congress Marxists trying to take down our country from within. To give a gift of any amount, simply call 844-862-4673. You can also visit 560theanswer.com slash food for the poor. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. White House correspondents, I believe about 97% are good for absolutely nothing except propaganda. I do, however, admire the 3% that believe in the old-fashioned reporting. Jeff Mordock for the Washington Times is one of those people. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing great, Sean. You'll be pleased to know I missed the uh, White House Correspondents Association Christmas party to be here with you tonight. So. Did you really? I well, really did. It's Night, you're welcome. On the phone with you. So. Yeah, you're welcome. You didn't want to go to that thing. Did you really want to go to that no, thing? Weren't you, in, weren't you around enough sexually frustrated Marxists in college? Did you really need to go to this thing? <laughs> well, so. that, that's, yeah, I, it, I made the right choice. Let's leave right. it at that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So now, listen, I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things because, you know, I enjoy talking to you. I led the show by proving beyond the shadow of a doubt the, what we get out of the White House, what we get out of Pippi Livestocking, is distraction and deception, almost as much fun as watching Mozart play a symphony or watching J.B. Pritzker eat a dessert. It is beautiful in its magnificence 
of, of, of being able to completely divert the attention from foreign policy calamities that would get people impeached, from economic disasters where we're not even talking about the highest rate of wholesale inflation ever recorded, 10%, 10%. Why is it, do you think, so many people who are willing to believe that this this guy who can't make a left turn in traffic is is able to run the country. Is it, do you think, that you just want to be lied to or they're economic and social illiterates? I think they're just being fed misinformation. I don't think they're getting an accurate picture of what is going on and what is going on in the administration. And coupled with that is I think people are busy with their personal lives. and I don't think people have time to do the research necessary. I think they're relying on media outlets, and the media outlets are not always giving them the facts. You, you um, tweeted something I found very, very insightful and interesting. I remember back in 2006, the delinquencies on rent and mortgages quietly started to spike. It went unreported. I have said since the beginning of COVID, to shut down an economy and to try to mimic the velocity of money with government-printed debt, will lead to ramifications that economists and scholars cannot fathom. They can only guesstimate, let alone these imbeciles we call Congress people. When you see that housing advocates are starting to say, you know, if you um, lift the moratorium on throwing out deadbeats, you're going to have a big problem on your hands. Do you think that society has an understanding of just how big it's going to be? No, I think I think, and I think what happened uh, to, to get back to the tweet is uh, it goes back to what I was saying about misinformation. Is this was this was never going to be a calamity because the federal government and state and local governments had mechanisms in place to stop these evict to stop these evictions from happening. This was never going to be 11 million homeless people like Cory Bush had predicted. And it goes back to what I'm saying that the people who read this think that there is going to be this calamity because they don't have time to do the research and due diligence. And what they're getting from other news sources is just a copy and paste, almost a, uh, a transcription of what Corey Bush said. So there's no challenge or pushback on that 11 million homeless people if the eviction moratorium is lifted. Uh, nonsense. Are they concerned about the f- reported 40% of unemployment benefits that are f- have been frauded? In fact, we now know that it traces back directly to China and Russia as filling out misinformation on unemployment benefits and receiving it and cashing in. Why is there no hearing, no committee, no mention by Congress people who their single job is to oversight the government money spending to represent their constituents? I, I, I've never seen a blackout of, of information and a cover-up to this extent. Am I being dramatic? Well, it- you know, we, we've, we've had how many hearings on, um, on equity? We've had how many hearings on, um, on white supremacy? And how many hearings have we had on issues like that, on, fraud, on PPP fraud, on um, all kinds of government program fraud that never, nobody ever seems to want to touch? They all kind of just leave it there. And it, I find that really interesting. I find it to be really, and it's really something that if they can continue to conceal both the foreign policy disaster, the um, civil tranquility turmoil disaster and misrepresentation of inflation, which is destroying the people who can afford it the least, it's always those people that suffer. And we constantly hear these politicians come out and advocate 
for more, if you can't believe it, just more continued printing debt in the future. Right. Do you think it, 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 that it won't be as bad as I think? I mean, it, they could successfully divert if they're if they're at this level where it's undeniable to me, and they're 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 keeping off the hounds. Could they do it until the election? I think they can do it to the election because they have they certainly have their their they certainly have their public relations machine propping propping this stuff out. I, I think that they can go through the election. But I think at some point this bill is going to come due because we cannot keep printing money at this rate. As we keep printing, keep printing this money, the value of the dollar is going to go down. And we're just printing money at a rate the United States just cannot sustain at this point. And when that keeps up, I think that economic catastrophe you are talking about, we don't get a handle on this soon. I, I have to believe that is coming. There's something else that no one seems to be really mentioning except radio hosts, to be quite honest with you. The more that you see Biden, the more that you see him stammering and coughing, and this is the end of the message, and the more it's just it's humiliating and embarrassing. The fact that we had to get the meeting between Rutin Tutin Putin and Joe Biden from RT TV, Russian television, and that American reporters were held out. Are reporters in the White House getting upset that they, in fact, are being steered away from the obvious failings of what is supposed there to be the are, president and there is i will tell you uh you know we were joking earlier about the white house correspondent association they are pushing back and they are ra- they are raising this issue with the white house but the problem is the white house correspondent association doesn't have a lot of power they can go and they can complain to the white house and say all kinds of things in the end the white house is going to do what they are they're going to do and there's really very little the Correspondents Association or anybody else can do to force them to do otherwise. The issue of um, them shutting out the press is a bigger issue. Um, shutting out the press from the Putin um, video conference, there's a bigger issue here. And I know we don't have the time to get into all of these, but I could rattle off a list of world leaders where the president was meeting with them and the press was rushed out, the press was silenced. Uh, a great example is the Boris Johnson meeting where the president's handlers talked over the press to prevent the press from asking questions. And then in the end, they took one question from a British reporter. And then the next day, Jen Psaki blamed Boris Johnson for the mess, saying, well, he should have checked with us if he was going to take questions from the British press. Um, This is a big problem, and it goes beyond even the world leaders. It goes to the fact that Jen Psaki's only called – rarely goes past the third row in press briefings, rarely goes past the third row. And the first three rows are all the legacy media outlets um, that you expect will ask the questions that they ask. So th- this, is, this press access thing has been a problem for a very long time in very many ways with this administration. And the Putin thing is just the latest example. But again, there's very little anybody can do about it. They're, they're not going to move. If this administration wants to block us out, there's nobody who can force them to do otherwise. If that wasn't bad enough, Nancy Pelosi, who actually has speaker in the title, had her brain break during a press conference when talking about bring Bolsheviks back or build back better. It was something to behold. It was uh, it was horrific. Do the, the Democrat Congress birthing persons and non-birthing persons have a sense of embarrassment, and do they want this old bag ripped out of the office by her support hose? Well, I think right now they're focused on keeping keeping control of Congress. They're preparing for a bloodbath in the midterms. I mean, I think that's pretty 
pretty well established how scared they are of midterms. And I think right now their focus is not getting annihilated in midterms and then try to worry about who is Speaker of the House and what they're going to do. I think right now that the issue of, of how to handle her, and well, I think that's so far on their list right now, what they're worried about when it comes to the House. Is there any um, talk, because I know you're in these, you know, I know you're privy to it. Is there any talk of the the blowout or the blow the blowback from Nipples Gambino Cuomo, now um, a national embarrassment, was arguably a front runner for the Democrats in the next presidential election. Is there any um, sense of urgency where they are now scrambling? I heard mentioned by one of the listeners that they're talking about even Pritzker being up on the ranks. They kind of their their bench really isn't that deep, is it? No, it's not. I mean, if you look at who you're, who the picks were, you had Andrew Cuomo, who's embarrassed himself. You've got um, Pete Buttigieg, who has no real legislative experience. And you've got Kamala Harris, who, you know, we could spend the next three hours talking about all the issues with her. I, I know it's, it's a short radio hit, so I don't have time to get into all of it, but everybody knows the issues with her. I mean, it's not – I mean – I think that's partly why we're seeing this what is Biden going to do in 2024 stories out there, because I think they're scared. And I think they think at this point, a um, 80 something Biden might be a better bet than any of the other candidates they have right now, which speaks volumes about how uh, how um, shallow that bench really is. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear you say that, because I wanted to see the press's reaction to when we wheel out that snowman Pritzker. I think the nation's going to get a kick out of him. I want to see him right up in front. Missing a neck with that tie stuffed in the crease between his chin and what I guess is his chest. It's something to behold, and I think the press corps would get a kick out of it. So please let your uh, your compatriots know. And I want you to see if you can go in there and crash the party. You'll be the life of it because you are the life of my show. I do appreciate having you on. Jeff Mordock, Washington Times, thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Always, always enjoy coming on here. So uh, anytime you want me back, I'm happy to come on. Wonderful. It'll be often. Thank you. We'll be back with your right, calls thanks, and Sean. comments. Take care. You too, after this. <laughs> Bonnie's back. What did I tell you about Cortez music? Although, is that Dolly Parton? All right. I could do a little, you know. <laughs> I could tolerate a little Dolly Parton. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, you know, they keep on talking about the bloodbath the Democrats are going to get in the midterms, but who are we replacing these people with? Who's the fighters? You, I grew up in the same kind of neighborhood as you, and the, my, my, our model was don't get mad, get even, but who are we going to send there to get even? Well, you know, I think, Don, you feel a, a little sense of, of, of that hopelessness because of the Illinois Republicans you're referring to. You have to understand in this country, we have real fighters who are stepping to the plate. It's not so in Illinois, per se, no. but it's happening around the, around the nation. I'm going to tell you right now, it's, it's, it's a nice perspective to be in Florida a lot because there, their biggest adversary, although they're worried about nuclear war with China, they're worried about the foreign policy, they're worried about inflation, but they recognize the rest of the country outside of these Democrat hellholes, recognize recognizes the greatest problem in this country is the American Marxist. So I think you're going to see a sweep in, in all these other states of people who want to push back against what Joe Biden really is the face of, the, the old Botox face, of political corruption, 
and everything wrong with America. And, you know, they really did that, did us a huge favor by forcing Nancy Pelosi to be the so-called Speaker of the House. She's a punchline. They did a great service to us by giving us Kamala Harris. And the only reason she's there is because of Sweet Willie Brown, and you don't want to know how he got his nickname. But the point is, everyone knows it, and everyone sees it. And Pisaki, do you really think in, 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 around the nation that Pisaki sells to the average American? To the, to the no. person who may have called himself a Democrat prior to this administration and sees this snarky sorority girl talk down to his reality of costs rising and the quality of his life shrinking. This is going to lead to great things. That being said, the most important position is who's going to be the next president. That's what's important. Yep. Because if they manage to, to, to usurp the Republican Party and stick in a Mitt Romney, a Mitch McConnell, a, a, an Adam Kinzinger type of person, then I got news for you, brother. You're going to have to wait for the alien currency. That's going to be the only thing to turn us around. What do you think of that? I agree. I agree. Uh, you just look at the age of these people that are running this country. How do they relate? They don't relate. No. But the good, th- the good news is people are recognizing the hell holes that have, have been corrupted and destroyed from the political capitals. Do you know that for the first time in history, in history, the average age of the Illinois resident jumped up by three years, which means that young kids who want a future, the young kids they're who gone. are college educated, they're gone. They're gone. Yep. For that yep. to shift means you've had millions and millions. You know, they say that Illinois lost one seat. That is a lie, and that is trickery. The fact yep. of the matter is Illinois lost at least two seats, and they didn't want you to yep. know the numbers. So we're yep. dealing with, with people who we need correct counts for, and we all know what they are. They're the, the most successful liars in the country. We call them Democrats. Thank you very much for the call, Don. And that's why if you're living in these hellholes, you know it's not going to be long before you need food for the poor in your state. Food for the poor is going to have to relocate from Haiti. They're going to have to go into these Democrat mafia hellholes. They're going to have to go to the south side of Chicago. I mean, I don't know, unless they could keep that school contract. I guess that's a great scam that keeps on giving. Where'd they learn that from? New York, New Jersey, and all the other Marxist mafia hellholes. Kind of run by a similar type than Haiti. The only difference is Haiti has dictators and they dress like Muammar Gaddafi. And I, I, I personally like that moon over Parador costume with the female security guards from Switzerland. Not bad. I kind of miss them. But the politics... I can make fun of because I wasn't born there. If I was, I would need an organization like Food for the Poor. The business benefactors like Sparkle Glass Cleaner, Pride Store Convenience Stores, the Rexler Group, Twin Supplies, White Rabbit Home Improvement, and many, many more. If you care to be a business benefactor, you get a tax-deductible $2,500 gift to Food for the Poor. AM560 gives you 41-minute commercials. Call Anjanette, 847-472-8951. If you want to give a gift of any amount, People at Food for the Poor appreciate it. They depend on it, and it will feed the kids. $37, six months, you can feed a child. 844-862-4673. I'll be back to take your calls, and we're going to move topics a little bit. And Pisaki will be the one that gives us the lies. I prefer it to be from a dyed redhead myself. I'll be back after this. What the hell is wrong with you? Is this because you see Frankie and Johnny on the call screen? And you think it's Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer? Bunny, man up a little bit, will you please? All right, let's go to the lines. They've been on the line quite a while. Me, Frankie, on the Kennedy Expressway. 
Hi, Frankie. Hey, uh, Sean, uh, I just want to uh, relate uh, you know, the young people of this country. They're not stupid, and they're seeing what's going on. And do you think that they're not going to remember this? They are going to remember this, they're and they scarred. are going to vote. They're going to be scarred and, and by They're going to be scarred, but they're going to be pissed. And, oh, yeah. and I know they are because my nephew, my nieces, they're all my my niece got uh, accosted in a, a argument with uh, two liberals. But beyond that, hey, uh, the war on Facebook is is you if you look at these uh, when Jen Psaki goes on, you could see the comments. It's all. Uh, they're all slamming her. Yeah, I mean, well, that's this is good. The administration is a destruction, and and they see it, and they're not stupid. You know why, Frankie? Who makes the greatest Americans? And I mean this: who are the greatest American citizens? And it's the people who were oppressed by governments around the world. So I think you're exactly right. I think it's wonderful they overplayed their card, and in the next thirty years. The word Democrat is going to be what it always should have been, synonymous with yep. corruption and mafia, because that's what they are. They lie right to your face yeah. with impunity, and they should be shunned and put in prison themselves, the rat bastards. After all, who else could do something like this? When you say that we've seen an increase in crime over the course of the pandemic, there are a range of reasons for that. Would you consider one of the reasons in the range prosecutors who are cutting people who are accused of many criminal offenses loose too quickly. I, again, I am not, as I as I wasn't yesterday, going to give an assessment for every uh, every in, every motivation or reason for crime in different communities across the country. Keep it up, you stutter and fraud. Now, do you think there's an age limit that could decide if that's a lie or not? That's a lie to a seven-year-old, and it's a lie to a seventy-year-old because that's what Jen Psaki and the Marxist mafia is. Liars and failures. And that's all they know how to do. So believe me, when they open their mouth and want you to deny your lying eyes, people will be disgusted. People will be sick because the real people are paying the actual costs. Okay, tell me really quick what concerns you most. There's some concerns in the country that you want to talk about. What's your biggest concern? Well, there, there's a number, but to keep it short uh, for you, um, I would say it, it's the prices, the economy, the inflation right now. Crime is also uh, very uh, concerning, what we see going on in some of the bigger cities in the other states. But That's what life is. See, life isn't all this nonsense where you're spun this Soviet dream. The people who make the world go around don't pay attention to these imbeciles. But what they do pay attention to is their costs. They do pay attention to their tranquility. They do recognize a liar when they hear one or see one. That's why I've been amazed that there's ever been a Democrat mafia. To me, every time they open their mouth for the last 80 years, they've been nothing but bald-faced liars, misdirection campaigners, and frauds, some of whom dressed awful strange. We are looking at a number of different um, strategies uh, to help us deal with this latest surge, but we always do that in partnership and in communication with the individuals and the businesses that are going to be affected. We don't unilaterally impose anything. No, 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 no. except shutdowns, you fracking liar, you bald-faced failure. By the way, she is getting bald. What the hell's with that hairdo? John in Portage Park. Yeah, good evening, Sean. Uh, I just wanted to uh, let you know, I know a lot of police. There's police in my family and 
or whatever, and, and they've always told me that one quarter, 25% of the missing people reported missing are dead. They, they'll never be found again. And so if that means there are 400 people reported missing for the year in Chicago, yeah. that's 100 extra people that should be tacked on to the dead the body count. Uh, Careful, what John. They it? may end up as COVID deaths. You never know who's listening. I agree with you, and thank you for the math lesson, although I had it figured out before you gave me the answer. I didn't go to CPS. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. You're 100% right. And, you know, the other, the other thing that no one is talking about, the depression you've caused among the youth, not merely because of one atrocity, but the cornucopia of atrocities perpetrated by the Marxist mafia. You see, you not only put them under house arrest, you not only took away their social life and their somewhat education, although in some cases you've actually helped them because they were actually exposed to their parents who taught them the right way from your indoctrination system. What you've done is you've showed them that they're slaves. Now, it'll be like anything else. Two-thirds of society are willing slaves. They have the mindset of a slave. So they think when Joe Biden commits obvious corruption by enriching his crackhead son, his dimwit brother, and his rather handsome sister, that's just something they're willing to tolerate if you give them a little walking around money. You sprinkle the infield a little bit. But there's that one-third who aspire to be Americans, who appreciate the fundamental principles of Americanism, of liberty, and they demand the, 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 the principles of the Enlightenment. There, are, there is always going to be that third. And they are not going to buy your nonsense. They are not going to buy your lies. They will not tolerate excuses made in absolute and total frauds and lies. There are several progressive groups and lawmakers who are uh, increasingly vocalizing the idea that inflation, high inflation, is being driven by corporate greed, uh, including uh, companies with high profits, some of whom have met at the White House with the president uh, in recent months. Um, does the president endorse that idea? Does he think that corporate greed is the big driver of inflation right now? Well, I think that the president thinks the way people across the country, American families, uh, digest inflation is by price increases. And if you look at industry to industry. I mean, is she brilliant? Is she brilliant? The last thing people want to know is the truth, is what Pisaki's really saying to you. But when prices go up, they do get curious as to what's happening. So if they get curious and see the failures in your economic policies, that's bad. If they get curious and see the corruption in your insurance collusion collaboration, as right now, Kroger's is going to get, take away benefits given to employees who refuse to get the shot. See, that's a big scandal. That'll have big blowback. And maybe, just maybe, those people will do a little thinking. And if you're going to take away the insurance benefits for the people who refuse to be part of your national experiment, the National Guinea Pig Program, maybe you should take away insurance benefits for welfare roaches that happen to be drug addicts and scumbags. That's the last thing the Democrat Mafia wants, because that's how they exist on mitigating welfare by paying off failures known as their base. 312-642-5600. All right, still a little girly, but a little more on track, Bunny. Not bad. Is this JT ruining my show? JT, don't, don't let Bunny pick the music. Guy dresses like a J.C. Penny magazine. You'd think he'd know good music. He's only a kid. Art, Arlington Heights. Hello. Thanks How for taking you? my call. 
How are you? If, if you're talking about uh, Kroger cutting down benefits of their employees, remember that Mariano's in Chicago area is owned by Kroger. Yeah, it was acquired and by Kroger. Yeah. And if they're doing that, why don't we organize a boycott of Mariano's in Chicago? I, 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 I am a, I'm an organization of one. I'm not big on marching around with a bunch of people. I'm not with that. So what I do is do what I practice. I will not buy anything from them. Done. Done. I agree with you. If you want to call that an organized boycott, I'm okay. But I'm not big on people. Don't like them. Like this guy. Tom, Deer Park. Sean, hey, you know, just uh, had your show on for a few minutes. I heard you talking about uh, Mike Lindell, the pillow company, in love of capitalism. You and I both do share a love of capitalism. But the fact that he was dropped from the big box stores was capitalism at work. The reason is, is because he was espousing conspiracy theories and was photographed at the White House. Some intrepid photographer with a, with a big lens actually had saw in his hand to enact martial law. This is when President Trump was still at the White House. So uh, whether you like the pillow or not, I hope you make money off it. Uh, the fact that he was dropped by the big box stores was capitalism at work because they don't want to be associated with it. You think that was capital? Costco subsidies in Texas, $3 million. Costco Wholesale Corporation in Washington, $2.933 million. Costco Wholesale in Louisiana, $2.4 million. Costco Corporation in Washington, another one, $1.6 million. Do you think that's capitalism? Or do you think that they knew that those subsidies are because the Democrat Marxist mafia controls Congress? What do you think it is? So you may I call can. that a conspiracy theory. You may call that a conspiracy theory. Or you may oh, call that him supporting the at-the-time president. See, I call subsidies and PPP loans corruption and corporatism. See, Costco and other big box stores know where their bread's buttered, just like Kroger. And without the government, these oligarchs cannot exist. The last thing they need is competition and choice. So you can have your opinion, and do me a favor, Tom, don't buy my pillow products, and I won't shop at the big box stores. See, that's capitalism. But when the government bribes them and gives them special dispensations and tax abatements because they bribe a, a, a congressman, that's not capitalism. So don't sell that BS on my show. Keep stalking. We love it. It's ridiculous, and it's, it's, it's wrong, and it's a pay-to-play scheme. And from the PPP loans to the insurance payoffs and subsidies, that's not capitalism. Capitalism doesn't exist in this country anymore. It's which, which side do you want to bribe? And see, the reason that Trump was so hated isn't because he didn't support, surround himself with lobbyists. He did. He did. Too much, in my opinion. See, I think Roger Stone is a scumbag. Always did. Have been very consistent. I think the 271 lobbyists Trump hired were scumbags, too. I also recognize what he did with policy, how he ripped out so many regulations that benefited so many Americans. I didn't like necessarily the talk of tariffs, but I appreciated the recognition of what he did when he talked about it, but really didn't implement them. Not half as much as this dimwit in diapers is doing. See, but I can think, therefore I am. I don't hate somebody because I don't like their comb over. That's guys like Tom. Those are the never Trumper morons who sold the idea that Joe Biden was a Democrat rather than a political whore and pimp, which he is. And that's how you sit there and you tolerate it. Because Tom doesn't mind what's happening in the country. Because Tom married well. He's rich. He doesn't care about inflation like regular people. I wasn't rich. Luckily, through hard work, I can afford the Bidenomics. But I'm watching all my friends and family suffer under it. And it doesn't have to happen 
That's corruption. That's corporatism. That's American economy now. And it cannot exist without these political whores borrowing more from the future. This is a scam. His Build Back Better is a payoff scheme. His infrastructure was to pay off the contributions that got him in the, in the stolen office he sits in. That's a scam. That's not a conspiracy. Three states, all Democrat hubs, over 95% voter turnout. How? Voter harvesting. What's in the bills? More voter harvesting. In spending bills. Guys like Tom are the problem. They're the wretched ones. Support the capitalists. Reject the frauds. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. trajectory of chaos in the Marxist mafia-run sewers is truly unbelievable. Setting records all over. In Chicago, we have a leg up on it. Cook County, over 1,000 murders. Eh, what are you going to do? It's no big deal. Yesterday, there were eight people shot. That's kind of the norm. We average around 14, so eight isn't bad. Normally, what has been happening is those are primarily gang-banging scum, that have been turned loose and protected by Kim Fox. That's just the fact. It's not just Chicago. It's everywhere there's a Democrat DA. Just is. The unmitigated, absolute, unvarnished truth. When they're asked about it, they really don't have much to say, so they tell some sort of a fraud or a lie. Right? We've got Pisaki lying. We've got Joe Biden doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July, so for him to lie is nothing. He just simply doesn't know the truth. Lori Lightfoot is a lie by her mere presence. Everything about her screams fraud and lie. But when you see this kind of violence in Chicago and you realize the devastation to the family members and the kind of absolute and total innocence, there is no excuse, none, other than a citizenry that is scum. That's just a fact. There are more scum than good people, and the scum are winning. A horrible story now. Make it so when I hit the button, that, that, that it plays. Will you there, Bunny? Thank you. A horrible story. How about now? Everyone sing to themselves. A horrible story now. Bunny. Why can't I hear? A horrible story now. A Gage Park man was beaten to death while decorating his home for the holidays. Police say Jose Tejas was hit in the head by two people on Saturday evening. His son says he was hanging Christmas lights outside their home. The 49-year-old father of three had moved to America from Mexico to start a better life for his family, and he worked as a landscaper. I love that. That's how it's supposed to be. He worked as a landscaper. He has a home. He's raising a family. Came here from a hellhole, a third world hellhole, run by the same kind of corruption. Unfortunately, he didn't know he was moving him. He's decorating his house for Christmas. My dad. You know, he was hard worker. He tried to give us everything we needed. Um, 
he gave us what we had. He was just the best dad. This family has started a GoFundMe to help with funeral expenses. I want to get the name of that GoFundMe, Bunny, in between you correcting our music choices and uh, making sure the buttons hit. I want you to find out that GoFundMe. I want to support that myself. I don't want to give it all over the air. But this is the kind of thing you need to support. But here's the other thing. You want it to stop Chicago? Simple. Demand the scum that did this are never seen on the streets again. Put them in a, in a prison island and keep them there for eternity. Because this one man, this one man, is worth 50,000 gangbanging scum in Chicago of all races. I am so sick of this chaos going forward. And the excuses and the reality of it being a revolving door system. And then they bring on the liars. When you say that we've seen an increase in crime over the course of the pandemic, there are a range of reasons for that. Would you consider one of the reasons? Here's the reason. There's one reason. Joe Biden Democrats. That's who they are. And that's the reason. The prosecutors are Joe Biden Democrats. The perpetrators are Joe Biden Democrats. They are protecting the perpetrators. That's the reason. So when I hear the little girl in a man costume come out and spew nonsense. You are looking at a number of different um, strategies. You got no strategy. None. And the contempt they have for Amy Jacobson when questioned. I don't know if you're, I'm sure most of you heard the clip in the morning. But I wanted to play it for you. Because the contempt is nauseating and sickening. Um, you had mentioned late last week that high-end stores on or near the Mag Mile should, you know, do their part, hire yep. extra security, install cameras. Yep. And I'm sure you know about the smash and grab at Joe Perilla's car yes. dealership. In 30 seconds, $1 million worth of high-end watches were stolen. Yep. Sales reps were armed. They had con- their concealed carry. See, that's the problem. In 30 seconds, $1 million of watches. What offends this scum isn't the robbery. It's that there are watches that are worth a million dollars. She could care less about the robbery. She's glad the watches were stolen. What do you think of that? That's my perspective on it. I think she's glad. I think the Democrat mafia is glad that the watches were stolen. They drew their weapons. What more should Joe Perilla have done? He should have shot him. Dead. Dead. No suing. Dead. Now, that, that's how you deter it. See, because people don't understand. Do you know, do you know how original, before it was, went into politics how original organized crime was actually started. It was started because they took the scourge among their friends. And they told them, go break into stores. And then the guys came in who could put, form a sentence, put a tie on. They went in and they told the, scorekeep, the storekeepers, if you don't want that to happen, then you pay us. And we'll make sure it doesn't happen. That's how the original La Cosa Nostra, before it became the Democrat Party, that's how it was started. So this is nothing we haven't seen before. There's just too many people that don't understand history, don't know what side the politicians are on. So, but there's a tip here. There's a, there's a tell, and that's in the tone of her voice. And by her, I mean Lori Lightfoot. You wouldn't know it's her, but it's her. Well, look, I've got to look into the specifics of that, but I will tell you this is unfortunately a problem that we're seeing in other cities across the country. I was in San Francisco, um, in L.A. this week, um, met with the, the mayors, talked to them There's down in San Francisco. Wait a minute, what about the travel restrictions? Were you vaccinated? 
Uh, did you fly commercial? How'd that work on? Let's go around Union Square, which is like their big um, downtown shopping area. Um, armed Step guards at every store. Um, we're seeing heavy police presence. Those are the kind of things. That- so now, <laughs> so now model San Francisco, which if you can get to the store without stepping in human feces, that's an achievement on its own. The storefronts are vacant. The people who own the stores have to hire armed security guards. With the, the, what are they, the assault rifles? Ooh, thought you didn't like that. Right? Not to mention Walgreens, CVS, all pulling out of there, dummy. You want us to model that area? You imbecile. We're doing, but yes, of course we need to work in, in, in concert together. And I don't want to single out one store or another, but in some instances we've had some difficulty getting stores to take these extra security precautions. But again, like this and anyone else, it's not acceptable we're aggressively um, re- uh, going after these folks. I'm confident that we will find them. Now, now the follow-up question is obvious. So you're suggesting that stores do what San Francisco stores did and hire people with assault weapons. All right, so what I just heard you say, Joe Perilla should have had an armed guard at the door. No, that's and not, also that's, he wants to that's meet not with- what I just said, Amy. That's exactly what you said. You male impersonator. That's exactly what you said in your mentalist costume with your receding hairline. Yes, it is. We all heard it. Everybody heard it. Okay. That's not what I just said, and you know that. Well, what, I, what I said is we've up. got to understand better what happened. We've got to go through the video. We've got to talk to the people that are on the ground there and think about what we can do to harden these targets so that we're not seeing uh, a continued uptick uh, in these kinds of thefts. That's what I said. So it's like having a store. In Afghanistan, or Iraq, or Iran. We've got to harden the retailers. You see how we're not talking about her and Kim Fox and the revolving door? We've got, what, 58 murders that were committed by criminal scum that was picked up within 90 days? See, you don't talk about that. There's the problem, mister. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. And you can divert and distract and deny, but you're just a liar. And you look funny. Mike on the south side. Hi, Sean. How's it going? Good. How are you? I, I'm i great, thanks. I got uh, Dan Prof's T-shirt in, in the oh, mail yesterday. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. You know that we're on camera here at the uh, Sean Thompson Show. We're on camera. AM560 has us on YouTube. You can take a look at our little our, our booth here that we advertise in Studio Xanadu. But Dan Prof isn't on camera. You know why? He looks terrible in the morning. They don't want to put him on and make it look terrible. So you could take your Dan Prof shirt, but realize the Sean Thompson Show shirt, much better looking. Go ahead. I'll try it. Right. Uh, well, you know what? I have a way to combat. I think that uh, honest citizens in Chicago should start fighting back. Let's do our own defunding campaign. Uh, no more charitable donations. No more volunteer work. And let's start fighting... Uh, uh, tax increases in the city. You know, if these people can loot and riot, block expressways with their protests, you know what? They can take care of their own neighborhoods. Michael, there's an interesting play here. And when you say defund them, you're actually, when you, when you, like, for instance, this man who was beaten to death putting up Christmas lights and his family was robbed of his presence and his protection and his fatherhood. If you don't give to, to, the, to the GoFundMe to bury him, they're winning. I think we should give to that particular charity. But here's another thing. The tax auction properties in Cook County was a great scam. 
because the politicians would help contribute to the rise in, in tax property increases. Then they would squeeze out the people who were poor. They would take advantage of it. They were able to steal those properties at tax auctions in which the justice system, so-called judges and lawyers, controlled. And they made a fortune doing that. But that's because those property values kind of had some sort of steam behind them. If you notice what's happening in those tax property auctions is that they're not being purchased, even at 0% interest. Because what these charlatans realize is there's more liability in ownership than there is value in it. So the the way to, to protest it is really interesting if you think about it. Now, it's easy for me to say because, you know, I, I could take the hit. Not many people can. But if you have a mortgage and it's considerable and it's on your, your, your property, the real way you defund these political whores and pimps is to do what makes you a hero in their eyes, and that's default. See, because if once they overwhelm with default, then that revenue isn't coming in. They're already kicking in uh, COVID money to pretend they have a budget and pretend they have an economy. The way to do it is default, walk away. Because every day, in my opinion, you stay there is a day you lose money as a property owner. If you're leveraged on it, who are you making rich? Not you. And in the meantime... Your taxes have no attention, no, no correlation to the ad valorem system you're supposed to have. It's not based on the value. It's based on the corruption. That's how you defund them. Walk away. What's the worst thing that happens? You're a hero in the, in the eyes of society now, right? Everybody who defaults on a loan, that's the chosen people. There's the play, Michael. I like it. See? You start thinking. There we go. I appreciate it. 312-642-5600. Bunny's back, baby. Love it. Jose Tellez, 49-year-old Chicago father of three, beaten to death while putting up Christmas lights outside his Gage Park home. 49 years old, beaten in front of his daughter who's still alive. Son told him to go get a blanket and put it on his head. Uh, Tellez was reportedly unconscious but still breathing when the authorities arrived, 58th Street home. So this is where you can look up, and you can look up the GoFundMe page, and this is something that you need to do. Because he will not be vindicated. They will go, what are they going to do if they arrest him? I mean, what are they going to do? What's Kim Fox going to do? A description has not been released. Why? This should be one of those silver alerts on the expressways looking for these two scum. These two scum that murdered him for exactly what? See, until you put them into prison for eternity, eternity, and that's if you don't drag them down Lakeshore Drive, this will continue to happen. There's no incentive, there's no, there's no fear of repercussions. 58 people have been killed by kids that should have been put in prison and never, ever been let out. Do the 58 matter? Does Jose Tellez matter? To his family, maybe. Certainly not to the political whores and pimps that are more interested in protecting the perpetrators than they are protecting the victims as they re-victimize them. It's a disgrace and disgusting. Miles, 294. Hey, Sean, I'm sorry until you get to this episode. I was smiling about the idea of a Democratic primary train wreck with Hillary Clinton, Governor Pritzker, Buttigieg, and... uh, I'll tell you what, whoever is the manufacturer of Telcomparter better sponsor that debate that's what you do you got to get that what's that stuff they put on the rashes 
what is that that pink stuff? I forget. Calamine lotion. You get a lot of calamine lotion. Some pantsuits with those riding thighs. Yeah, that's what you need. I say bring it on. Let's have the chubbies go at it. After all, if anybody's down with the people, it's a trust fund baby Pritzker or an oligarch criminal like Hillary. I appreciate it, Miles. It would be funny, and we can't cry. We might as well laugh. I appreciate it. Robert Bloomingdale. You know what they're going to do with the, the family members, Sean? They're going to give ka-ching, ka-ching to the criminal folks after they get caught. And then here's, here's the answer to your other uh, part that you were talking earlier. Search and, search and uh, seats, uh, arrest and search, and put these people in jail if they caught wait, wait, stealing wait, wait, stuff. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean arrest and search? Well, search and you mean stop yeah, and search frisk? And seizure, search and check them, and then you can't do caught, that. Uh, I'm not going to. We can't. We cannot adopt that philosophy of stop and frisk, which is what you're advocating for. So yeah, yeah. Stop and frisk is unconstitutional, and it should be. We're, don't forget, Robert. We're principled people. Principled people don't don't suggest that you trample on the constitutional rights of all in order to catch the few. Criminal law enforcement is supposed to be difficult. Right. But that being said, that doesn't the problem isn't stop and frisk. The problem is the police actually caught these guys over and over and over and over and over again. The prosecutor refuses to put them in jail. So you think stop and frisk, they're going to keep them in jail. And by the way, that is truly and, and, and I'm an advocate for constitutional rights because there will be that guy. There are still. A handful of innocent people. In fact, I, 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 I'd venture to say there's more than half of the citizens in ghettos just simply trapped by the, by, the, by the political corruption are not lawbreakers. Their constitutional rights are as important as mine and yours. They don't get to have them taken away because happenstance of location. So I am not an advocate for stop and frisk. You don't need it when you prosecute the police work that already brought you the perpetrator. That's the only problem we have. We don't want to break the rules of the Constitution in the name of it. That would make us Bush Republicans. Thank you very much for the call, Robert. I always love that debate. I love that argument. Jesse Hammond. Hey, what's going on? How much, brother? How are you? Uh, Hey, you know what? I think that Perillo guy should get with all the store owners uh, on, on Magnificent Mile and just for the rest of this week, shut it all down. Shut the lights off. I like that. Lock the door. Listen to me. I love Set that. Set it all down, and, and, and then you have a little press conference and say, look, this is the foreshadowing of what's to come, Mrs. Mayor, Mrs. Long, big forehead mayor. And, I love and it. <laughs> if it. If it keeps up, the, Jesse, the whole city's going to be like I own a retail business that I'm, I'm by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm selling it or closing. I'm figuring out. I'm getting the hell out of here. But I'm gonna tell you, I want to tell you this. I have to pay taxes two days a week, two days a month. Two days a month, I have to file two separate taxes. Right, and that's how all businesses are. Same thing with bars and restaurants. This this city exists not on the the people with their hand out. It exists on the people shelling it out. Okay, so I love your idea, and it is the answer to everything. It's time the capitalists go on strike. It's time the good citizen go on strike. I love it, Jesse, and I hope it catches some wind. But the reality is. Do you think you're 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 in Hammond? I know it's it's close to Chicago. It's not Chicago. I have a sneaky suspicion. But I drive in, I drive in I drive in Chicago every day. I'm an Uber driver. I do you think so? Chicago. You're dealing with strangers when you pick them up. Yeah. Do you think that they've gotten used to the corruption, used to the failure, oh. and used to you the know situation? What? I hear it. I hear all my riders. They complain more than ever about how bad it is in the city. 
and how how bad that married. They're infuriated. They're pissed. Yeah, you know. And, well, Jesse, and, and, listen. Do me a favor. Just be selective. Ago, you even talk politics. Be yeah. selective who you pick up. Because you're a target, oh, yeah. too, for these scumbags. So take care oh, yeah, of yourself. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. worth it. All right. You get it, You listen to that little man inside of you. I appreciate it. This is a tragedy when honest people have to not just second guess, third and fourth guess. Because it's always the case in political corruption. It's been this way since the Romans. The people who suffer are the people who are not in on the scam. Who are not the favored predators of a corrupt government. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Well, it's a one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready and I go, can't go, but don't you step on my blue sweatshirt. Rock, also a good one. Well, you can do it. It was about two years ago that I realized ninety percent of the people could not pass a constitution exam. Easy, I think ninety is generous. When I was a kid, you had to pass a constitution exam to get from grade school to high school. In high school, they used to have something called civics. Oh, but they did. I'm amazed at how many people who think that they're conservative, who think that they're Republican, still have un- no understanding of Americanism, of principles. It's it's astonishing to me. Bill, on the south side. Yes, Sean. First time I ever heard you sound like a squishy leftist. Stop <laughs> and frisk can work. It did work. Before Mac- Laquan McDonald was killed in 2014, the police stopped and frisked. They took away guns. The guys went to jail when they were found with a gun. And if they were found with a gun, they went to prison. Well, now, now, now let me ask you no, something. No, no, no. Let me finish, Sean. You'd like to talk over me. Please let me finish. All right. It worked before it, it's, and then it stopped working in 2014, and you've got chaos on the streets. You're fighting the fight on Marcus at Queensbury rule. No, I'm not. And these guys are thugs. Which, which other amendment and, don't and, you and, like? And President Lincoln uh, took oh, away really? many, many, many rights during the Civil War. We're yeah. in a civil which war. Which is why, and you sit which is the, why the propaganda and then, and then made him the best. you go out to Florida and you sit away and you don't even watch what's happening in the chaos. I and always tell watch everyone it. to get out. I which other amendment out. don't you like? Which other one aren't the people entitled to? I enti- Which other amendment? No, 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 no. No, no, What if they don't? What if you didn't like the second? Listen to reason when people are being slaughtered. What amendment? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What amendment protects them against stop and frisk? What amendment? You don't have an idea because you couldn't pass a test. You don't care about America. You care about bull dung. It's the Fourth Amendment, dummy. You don't get to violate it because you don't like people. Not to mention, what, what if they're going to stop and frisk you for your vax card? You like that one, Bill? Huh, moron? This is the problem with the so-called fight. Marcus of Queensberry. No, no. If you believe in the principles, then you believe in them. If you don't, then congratulations, you're a fascist of a different flavor. That's what that is. That's a righteous fascism. Next, why not, why not support the, the broken windows? Had to. See, the Fourth Amendment is what protects you. You have a right to be secure in your persons. This isn't Germany. Show me your papers. Stop and put your hands up. That's not conservatism. It's fascism, dummy. See, principles are a hard thing to have. They're hard even when you don't like them. Freedom is a scary thing. It's risky. But you either believe in it and you believe in liberty, and you support it, or you're a fascist, only you like your fascism. That's what we've been dealing with for a hundred years, because the people who are supposedly fighting the Marxists don't know the damn difference, even when they implement it. That's moronic. Moronic. And you're right. 
I am a liberal because I believe in liberty. You believe in fascism. You like it. You're probably the same guy that that votes for the foot tapper or voted for Rauner or believes Republicans are going to save you. What you don't understand is they don't have any principles either. Principles are what the country's built on, and freedom is scary, and everybody's entitled to it. Everybody. Everybody. Fourth Amendment applies to all people, regardless of income, regardless of neighborhood. That's just the way it works. Ralph and Rantoul. Hey, good evening, Sean. Sorry, I've either got a cold or I've got black lung from expanding my bunker. You still sound um, like a man, hey, baby, so let it rip. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Second puberty. What, what say? Hey, hey, look, uh, leisure suit Lori over there in Chicago. I think she is going to be there for as long as she wants to be, and whatever idiot um, who operates just like her will be in there after her because – Unfortunately, the people of Chicago are just too stupid, and they will continue and, to vote stupidly. And, and here's the thing. I, I mean, you know, it's a sad reality. You brought me to a very good point, though. It's easy to keep people like her in there when they can run against people like our last caller. Think about what he's advocating for. He's advocating for the elimination of the right to privacy, that if you are walking I, down the street, you can be stopped and frisked. And under yeah, the guys, I, I don't like. So that's and, easy and to I keep Democrats like the, in there, right? I don't like the idea. Like maybe we should bring back, you know, the old uh, billeting sort of thing, where soldiers uh, can be forced to be billeted in your house. I think the, the part that's really screwing this up is the arrest then prosecute part. With somebody like Kim Fox and all the people across the country, like her, backed by Soros, without prosecution, the laws are relevant. Do you remember Silver Shovel? You remember when they got all the corrupt, corrupt judges? What was the problem? I, I do. The problem was that the judges refused refused to, 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 to prosecute and put in prison the connected gangsters. That's exactly what we have here. Is still in business after that? What's that? It is the trucking company that was involved with that, I, I believe, I'm not sure. But I don't know. I think, I think they became involved. an investor in Parkway Bank, and now they're at dinner with Alexi Genolius. That's what I think. Thank you very much. Good day. Good day. I appreciate it very much. John in his car. <laughs> You know, those two guys who called about the stop and frisk, they're the exact reason why you can't tout Republican Republican Party anymore. There's no difference between the two, the, even the two people that follow the parties. There needs to be a new Liberty Party. Your average Republican has no idea what freedom is or is about. And I'll give you the perfect example. When Trump was in office, uh, with all the shootings, he was touting the red flag laws. So, and all no difference between the two. It's a great call. And you know what people don't think about, John? They don't think about where it leads, right? So stop and frisk, yeah. you're going to allow that. Then how long, right. how long before you start arresting people who get together with me and you over the cell phone and we say, you know what, this stupid son of a gun, he should be yanked out of office. He should be yanked out of office and impeached. Well, well, well all of a sudden, you, you've, you've now, you've okayed the Fourth Amendment, right? I can't walk down the street. Can I talk on my cell phone to my friend John? Can I complain? Can I say, you know, this government's got to go? Or, or then does the government have the right to monitor my phone call and come and arrest me because I spoke of an insurrection, a real one? You see, they don't hey, think Sean, about you know that. The 90, you know the 92% you touted as, you know, uh, Americans? I bet you 92% of your average idiot Republican couldn't pass the Constitution test. 
I agree with you. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Freedom's a scary thing. It's scary, but everybody in this country, and I mean everybody, is entitled to it. It's all the other BS you need to pull out. It's all the other mitigation of amendments and rights. That's what needs to go. You cannot advocate for fascism, even if you like the guy who's perpetrating it. Stop and frisk is obviously unconstitutional. It's one of the very few things that the Supreme Court got right. Thank God we're all better off for it. All right, I got to go to break. Then, Tom, I promise you're up. You've been on the on the line a little while. I appreciate that. If you want to be, it's 312-642-5600. I'll be right back. You know, the more you think about it, social media, modern-day society has gotten rid of the First Amendment. You've impugned the Second for 100 years. The Third is around the corner. Why not get rid of the Fourth? I mean, after all, you, you don't care about the Fifth. We didn't even mention the takings part of that. Sixth Amendment. January 6th commission proved that one wrong. Speedy trial. That's gone. Maybe these amendments are just in the way, right? Maybe it's the conservative fascism we should all support. I don't know. What does Tom and Cherivel think? Uh, I think we should uh, stick to uh, the first ten amendments uh, (laughs) of of the Bill of Rights, which is what it is, and then focus on the Tenth Amendment. Uh, for the most part, which is most stuff should be delegated to the states. Exactly. You know, if you if if you if you can articulate the argument of freedom and liberty in America, you win. If you bastardize it and want to rule it from a position of a of a favored fascism, which a lot of people want to do, then you are on the the, the fast track of destroying American principles. And this is something that. When it's when it's easiest to do, needs you need to remind people of. To me, that that's an indication of of right intention, wrong uh, reaction, wrong reaction, and wrong implementation. When you are advocating for a founding principle of the country to be abolished, I really believe that. I don't think it's hyperbole. I think it's something very serious. And if you continue to do that, you will take you will you will snatch. Uh, defeat from the jaws of victory because we are going to have an easy way to win back the nation through rejecting the fascism that the people have been put under to 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 take let them profit from a failure by advocating for more fascism because you think it's going to work is a way you can really lose the future of the country i i mean what do you think tom i i I think it's obvious the only way the democrats can stay in office is if they can paint the republicans into ironically national fascists the way they are by saying look they're going to take away your privacy they're going to implement stop and frisk they're going to take away your the civility of being a citizen law-abiding and they are going to keep in the very people who destroyed these neighborhoods it's it's how chicago has been democrat for a hundred years yeah but you got to stick to the founding principles and you have to stay disciplined on the fact that united states is a representative republic and we're not not a democracy yeah. And if we stuck to the founding principles, let me ask you this. Would so many of the policies that have bankrupted America that were implemented by both parties and by Republicans also, would any of it exist? You know, if we were stuck to the founding principles and had that philosophy, then we wouldn't be in this pickle we're in. We wouldn't have a national debt. You wouldn't be forced to take a vaccine. You wouldn't have had government seize your business, tell you you couldn't visit your mother. I mean... Maybe it's just the the status quo to just keep giving away the principles. I hope not, Tom. And we'll be back in 21 hours to discuss it. I'd like to think not. Not on this show we won't. 
but I'm squishy, I'm squashy, I'm a liberal. You're damn right. I'm an American. If you believe in Americanism, you're not a fascist. We'll be back tomorrow.